Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam, as always, your host, and here is the news that happened this past week. We get more info on Triforce Heroes multiplayer details and ways you can play with or without your friends. We've also been told that players may need about three months of work to be able to collect every outfit. And for those looking for more gear, the Hori Battle Pad for the Wii U now has a Link version. In other Nintendo news, the company finally responds to the negative reactions to the new release of Federation Force. A hacker has added white ink into Splatoon and many other colors. Check out the YouTube video to see more in the links below. Also, two more weapons have been added to Splatoon by Nintendo, and they're both pretty cool. In non-Nintendo news, there's more info on Plague of Shadows and news of a Shovel Knight physical copy. Uncharted 4 shows off its E3 gameplay demo, a Fallout fan has created a working Pip-Boy, and a spiritual successor to PT is in the works by some fans. Once again, my name is Adam, and thank you for joining me on this week's episode is... Hello, kids. Uh, fellow Metroid fans. It's me, Mr. Federation Force, a.k.a. Caleb. Hello. <laughs> Hello, it's Sarah. It's me. I'm here again. My Thank name you, Sarah, is Sarah for that. Oh. oh, you go. Well, I was just gonna say my name is PewDiePie. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> now, before you click off of the show, <laughs> no, it's Vinny. I'm hi. I'm my name is Vinny. Um, I am uh-huh. from Vine Sauce. Uh, some refer to me as Vine Sauce, but you can just call me Susan. <laughs> I was drinking coffee. I almost spit it out everywhere. <laughs> That was the goal. <laughs> now I'm in pain. You ever do like one of those like really hard swallows? Yeah. <clears throat> Moving on. Some adult <laughs> Anyway, thank you. Uh, and thank you to those of you who sent in fan topics, theme songs, submissions, everything like that. Brandon was the one who gave us that opening theme with his awesome choir people. You guys love that song. I do too. The closing theme for this week is once again Hero of Time Remix by Jeesh. You can find the Hero of Time Remix below. And if you have any fan topics, theme song submissions, or anything like that, let us know by sending us an email at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. If you need to write it out, it's down below as well. Uh, thank you again. What, what have you guys been playing recently? I've been playing a lot of ARK. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, I every time I log on Steam, I just, like, see one friend is always online. It's always there, and she's always playing ARK. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, playing with dinosaurs. I have a T-Rex. <laughs> What's your t- <laughs> It's named Susan. No, its name is Sharon Osborne. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I forgot the name. Why, what, what do you mean, Sharon? There's only one Sharon. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of dinosaurs, and I named them off after celebrities, which is funny, because we got a, a pterodon, or a pterodactyl, and we named it Sean Bean, and sure enough, ten minutes later, it died. Oh, man. <laughs> you should name, you should get, like, a pair and name them uh, Drake and Josh. Could do that. You yeah. should find a dying dinosaur and name it Metroid. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Caleb. We're gonna have a, a good oh. chat about Federation Force later, aren't we? Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Is that our new Majora's Mask? We're just gonna talk about Federation Force every episode. I mean, if I'm on here, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, Vinny, what have you been playing recently? Well, I also know about everyone playing Ark. There's like a lot of people on my friends list playing Ark, and I played Rust for a while, and. That was a lot of fun, and then my friends started playing Ark, and I did not jump on board the dinosaur train, which Neither did I. I regret in some ways, but in other ways, I was happy I had my freedom. And yeah. then Terraria updated. <laughs> oh, no. 
Yeah, now I'm, now I'm playing a lot of Terraria, so. I, I never got into Terraria. I always, like, I think I got burned out with Minecraft, of that, like, sort of style of games, where it's like, I mean, I can go back to Minecraft, I just really don't want to do that again. Because it's like, yeah. by the end of the day, I always just felt like, I've done nothing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I built a house, and it's like, you know nothing, Adam. You know nothing, John Snow. <laughs> Snow. All right, listen, my brothers. Of going beyond the watch, beyond the wall. Are these even words? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Minecraft kind of lost its appeal for me pretty early, but um, Terraria. The reason I'm playing is the update nearly doubled the content, and really, and it's free update. Yeah, it really, it it really just added so much stuff. And the game, when you play with friends, is very addictive. On your own, it's not so great, but when you have some friends, I think it's really one of the more addictive games um, that you could play. And also, I've been playing a little bit of Smash, and I've been nice. playing a lot of Splatoon. I've been—I just got done streaming Splatoon before we started the podcast. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Do nice. did you try out the new weapons that came out recently? I did. I tried the new weapons, the new game mode, um, everything but the white ink. Which is obviously the the number one news story. It, it's the it's the hack, sadly. I know. Like I know. Yeah, I wish. I I think, and it's funny because a lot of people were saying that like if we had white inks in Platoon, it was gonna like look really dirty and stuff, and it actually looks really good. The other ink that I know is in that is black ink, and it also looks super cool. I really like the white and black ink in that game because it's it just like black just. The black ink just like makes sense because they're they're squids and mm-hmm. black ink is the main color, uh. But the white ink actually adds a a cool touch to it, and I think it would be really cool if you had those uh two two uh, colors facing off. I would have enjoyed that, but I mean, I think Nintendo ever being pragmatic was like, mm, do we really want to give people fuel for jokes? And I mean, that, that's the only reason the story is a story is because of the white. It's it's white. I mean, otherwise, yeah, but, it's not much of a story. It's just colors. I mean, it's just, it's just. I mean, it's like a. I don't know many Wii U games that have hacks for them, as far as I know. True. See, that's a good point too. Yeah, that's, I, that's I the haven't thing that really was, heard of it. How do they do that anyway? Then I right? don't know. I, I really don't. It's that's the thing that really surprised me because I know of uh, Project M being like a big hack for for Smash. I talk about it all the time because I love mm-hmm. playing it. Um, and I know that I'm sure there's probably someone that might be interested in trying something similar with Smash 4. Probably not the same team, but... And knowing how much cleaner the code probably is in Smash 4 than it was in uh, Brawl, it might be a lot easier to do if you can get into it. But the problem is getting into it. Getting and into I it. think I think someone has found a way to get into at least something, which means that there might be some kind of exploit. Looks uh, like it. And that's quick yeah. into a system's lifespan, too. I mean, the Wii U's been out for three years and already there's you know hacks for i mean if it's just yeah. starting with um colors and using octolings as characters that's not a whole lot but yeah i mean it just goes to show you that people were able to get into it and yeah yeah uh i think it's it's funny how you mentioned that it's early into its life cycle because we've talked about this a bit where it's like uh with the wii u it seems like other consoles have had a longer time to sort of get their bearings but that's not true Every I think most systems before this get about a five year run before they're replaced by the next one. I don't really know much about handhelds. Um and next year D three they're gonna announce what the NX finally is. And then the year after that, most likely, it's gonna be released. So probably like December of next year, maybe, so kind of two years from now. And that pretty much means that the Wii is gonna have a five year lifespan. The problem is, is that 
even though that's the same amount of time every other system has been around, it's still a really early time in terms of how popular it's gotten. I think the Wii U has only gotten popular as of late. Games like Wind Waker with the HD remake and, you know, that system, that really helped with its sales. I don't know if it helped too much. I know it helped a little bit, and it certainly looked a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that uh, Hyrule Warriors helped put the game, the the console, back into the black. Yeah. So. I mean, there's been, it's it's been a tough thing. I mean, it's been a tough sell for a lot of people. I still have people. Yeah come to my stream and be like, why are you playing this garbage that is Wii U? And, and it's like, no, no, it's actually a pretty good system, and people need to like understand that it's actually a really great... It's a good concept, and it plays really well. But yeah. the fact is that Nintendo seems to be abandoning it just when it's too, like... When it's just about to get to that point they really wanted it to be, where people are going to start pumping games into it. Especially with, like, developers. I mean, if you watch the, uh, the video of their... Uh, from E3 of them talking to the team that made Skylanders of like putting in the amiibo characters, you can kind of see like Reggie being like, yeah, and we really worked well with you guys, didn't we? And, he, and it's just like, he's like trying to like ham up how much, you know, they are cooperating because they've always had this bad history with like not working well with third party developers. Right. Yeah. I don't think Nintendo works poorly with third parties. I think the problem with the Wii U was that it was it was like abandoned ship everyone you know like everyone jump off the Wii U train well they they released some games for it but it's like it didn't seem i think it was a uh, Call of Duty was the first like multi like platform release that got all three at the same time but no one was playing the Wii U and no one was going to abandon their other consoles to play the game that they already had for like no one's going to abandon their Xbox 360 to play the new Call of Duty sure. when just to play it on the Wii U uh, because they already have, they've invested time and comfort into the system. I think Nintendo was trying to sell comfort, and they finally did. And now, once we've invested that, they they can't. They're trying to break away before they can build off of it. Yeah, I mean, but the Wii U had a lot of problems from the start with why it, it's not a thing, and and why the Wii oh, yeah, was a was, thing. I mean, you know, advertising is one. There's yeah, just poor un- marketing was a huge thing. So bad, and then of course there's the the graphical capabilities which a lot of developers are like well why are we going to continue doing this when we know the next round is coming out we can start working on that and then instead of porting backwards we'll just make games for the two the big two systems that are most powerful plus pc the problem the problem is with nintendo is that they've been running on old licenses that they've had for a long time and they're they're finally reaching that point where i think they might be moving on ahead i think they have licenses i think the wii u runs on like hardware from the 90s because they're just using old licenses for a company they bought or licenses from a company that they bought them from that no longer exists so now the licenses are really cheap and so it's like it's a lot cheaper than trying to add like these up-to-date processors sure i think that with miyamoto oh by the way i didn't mention this in the news read miyamoto, uh, miyamoto recently developing um, working on hardware. the next console. Yeah, hard- hardware, which is... How do you feel about that? I think it's good because I think it's going to give a new fresh face to the hardware stream, which seems to be the issue for Nintendo as of late. Uh, a lot of people have been complaining. I, I recently played the, with the new 3DS for the first time in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And that was at E3. And I was a little disappointed because I just... I had been playing with my 3DS the whole time, you know, it was, doing like uh i was doing like the street pass the street pass name escaped me uh but i was doing that the whole time and i was playing with like the 3d on and stuff and then i like someone was like do you want to play this game uh this new demo on the 3ds and it's like sure and so i turn it on i turn up the the 3d because i want to see what it looks like mm-hmm. in the full effect 
and it was almost as bad as the three the original 3ds it was a little bit worse in my opinion i disagree because i was like because i and I, I i was so disappointed because we were told that they fixed a lot of the things with 3d and they were they were improving a lot of the issues in that front and they said that it was like they were they were finally getting the hang of it but it didn't show it was a if it if it was showing it was very hard to see it was very what, hard for me what to was see. your problem with it um they said first of all that the way that you hold it would not be so restricted. They loosened it a little bit. They didn't say a lot. They said, like, maybe a couple inches uh, yeah. in terms of, like, tilt and stuff. And I tried just, like, moving it ever so slightly, and immediately it was showing issues. I tried holding it at what I would usually hold something at as opposed to what I would hold a 3DS at. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. It, it wasn't... I actually have no issues with it. Like, I can move dramatically and still have the 3D working, like, perfectly. Right. Maybe it was just me. Yeah. Well, I, I own it. I, I own don't a ever... 3DS too. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'll tell you my experience after. I uh, I have a 3DS and it's kind of pointless because I never turn the 3D on because it makes me nauseous. I never got that with games. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, back to what you were saying. Well, you well no, to, that's I fa- uh, honestly the 3D. I turn it off sometimes myself actually because there okay. there are sometimes I'll leave it on and it's fine and most times I'll turn it off and when I stream. For my old 3DS, I turn it off because it kills the anti-aliasing. So <laughs> if I leave the 3D off, it looks better for the stream. But um, right. the thing about it is the the 3DS, the new 3DS, it follows me around, but there's a certain sweet spot that you have to hold it in that I'm not used to. And yeah. sometimes it locks on to like weird stuff. And I notice that it kind of freaks out a little bit every now and then. And... I will say that the, the new 3DS eye tracking is is mostly okay, but there were a few times when I noticed it was like really like I was trying to play the new Monster Hunter on it and it was just getting really strange. So I'm not totally crazy. I just might be a little bit over dramatic about it. <laughs> Maybe, but also there's there's a chance that whatever room you were in had something to do with it because there's a lot of IR, there's a lot of lights. Oh, that's a, that might be the thing is because there were there were so many people around that it might have been like freaking out the system itself. It's possible. It's definitely situational. Yeah. It's it yes, yeah, exactly. It's interesting. I never really thought of it like that. I never really thought about the actual room that I would be playing it in. But yeah, the what I've been playing recently, actually before this, I was uh and Caleb's gonna love this. I was uh-huh. playing uh Halo four with a friend of ours. Delicious. Uh, what? Delicious. And I originally really liked that game and we started playing it on like legendary, we just went through the campaign because it's easier than trying to get online with two people. And that game has so many bugs. I was I was just surprised at how many bugs were in that game. I I went through like a door with like one of the vehicles I was just driving through, and the door shut on me and shot me through the wall, and I was stuck halfway through a wall. That sounds like something my stream would enjoy. Um, yeah. but it probably wasn't something <laughs> yeah. you enjoyed. I was laughing with everyone. Oh. We were just like we could not believe it. We couldn't believe Bad what was games happening. Have good bugs. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, make the, for good YouTube videos. And every yeah. time a a, a a like a flying unit with like like a person with like a like a, a flying vehicle would get in them, they would always crash into the ground and start flying into a wall like a corner. And I'm just well, like, I mean, that's every Halo. That's just <laughs> that's just the AI being Halo AI. Yeah, I don't know. I was disappointed. It's funny. I had more nostalgia glasses on that game than I did on Sonic Adventure, which I haven't played since I was a kid. You had nostalgic glasses on a game that came out in 2012? Apparently, <laughs> because cause I remember it being a lot better. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. I mean, I'm just, that's just, I, I was surprised at like how much it seemed different than what I initially thought it was. Um, three years is enough time. No, three, three years. Is, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Cause I streamed Final Fantasy seven in 2011 and I started mm-hmm. streaming it again a few months ago. And I was shocked at how much I had forgot about that game. Like, well, that game is really intensive. <laughs> true. Are you, are you a big fan of Final Fantasy? Um, yeah, I don't want, I don't know if you want to go off on a bit of a tangent, um, but I'll just, yes. I'll just say this. <laughs> I am a big Final Fantasy VI fan, big Final Fantasy oh, God. Yes. good. Final Fantasy IX and VI are my favorites. That's okay. That's good. And what is your opinion on ten? I, I actually don't like ten at all. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank can you. I, can I marry you? Cause like, no, you're the, me first. <laughs> the reason I say this is because I'm, I, it's so rare for me to find someone who doesn't like Final Fantasy X, and I always feel like people give me weird looks when I say that. No, it's like me too. it's like saying bad things about Ocarina and the Zelda community. Ten, ten was pretty, and that's all that it really had going for it. The storyline was kind of eh. Titus was annoying. <laughs> you know, was just a basic damsel in distress. <laughs> you mean that? It was. Pretty- it was. Yeah. <laughs> but what about Journey to Xanarkin? It's one song in the whole game. Hey, the best I mean, thing about 10 is that it spawned 10 2. Which my friend. Uh, and Fan service the game? You mean Love Live the game? <laughs> um, our streamer on Vine Sauce, Darren, just quit that game. He tried streaming it and he was just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I love it. Um, is that is there a video of that? Can I, I watch that? If there is, I will get you a link. But I'll tell you what. Do you? Oh I was God. 26 when I first played Final Fantasy 10. I had no nostalgia for wow. it. Wow. Nine was my my last. I'm 30 now, so nine was my last I played oh, wow. when it first came out, and then I wait. I didn't play ten because I didn't want to. I wasn't interested in the series anymore, I guess. And then mm-hmm. um, people were like, "Vinny, you should stream Final Fantasy Ten. It's great. You're gonna love it. It's so good. It's so good." <laughs> and then I get a copy of it and I put it in, and I'm just like, "This is this is what you guys are saying is amazing." <laughs> it's like this, the motivations, the story, the characters, Waka. You know, every I mean, character right. besides Titus is more interesting, but even so, they're all pretty terrible. I mean, I liked or- Oron because he was the edge oh, yeah. lord of the game, but I also liked Waka because he had Bender's voice. Um, but I, I really didn't. I didn't get. I didn't get why all the the fuss was about. That. I I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. I don't know. Lulu's Lulu's bondage dress is kind of hot. Final Fantasy XI gets gets <laughs> like, clear, yelled rich. at. But ten gets a free pass. That's what confuses me because it's the same thing where the main character has no reason for doing anything or being there, and everyone else has this like really interesting thing about them. Like eight. We don't talk we about. We eight. don't talk. All about right. Eight. Here's the thing. I like Final Fantasy VIII's music. <laughs> no, that's me good. Too. Yeah. The music in that game. It's got one good. of my favorite found soundtracks aside from six. So, you Triple know, triad. Yeah, eight. Like, eight's got a good soundtrack, and and I'll tell you what. Even there's some of the locations look nice, and some of the. Some There's of the, things the to concepts. like about eight. There, some of the concepts yeah. or like Laguna's whole storyline, I kind of enjoy. There's a few things in eight that, that are good. redeemable, and then there's a lot of other things in eight that make me not want to play it again. Is Zelda the guy with the, the face the tattoo? Zelda, yeah. yeah. He eats yeah, a lot of like hot dogs. The... That's his character. He's he's Sonic the Hedgehog, so I don't dislike him. <laughs> yeah, my name is Zelda. Yeah, me. I eat hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> he reminds me of my brother when he gets really drunk. <clears throat> When Zell gets drunk, your or when your brother gets drunk? When my brother gets oh, drunk. Oh, okay. Okay, how so? Uh, just that sort of like attitude where, first of all, he's bouncing off the walls and mm-hmm. super energetic. He is and then, and then <laughs> yeah. he gets like super whiny and sensitive when things are said to him that he takes offensive. 
And he sounds way past cool. And there's a bravado to the character too. Like, like I could do anything. Yeah, exactly. I can do anything. Don't jump off. Zaf, do not jump. No. Okay. You're going to go to the hospital now. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's Zell. Anyway, do you guys, uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about Zelda? I want to talk a lot about Zelda. All right. Um, well, before we start, I I just want to ask, like, for those that don't know, you know, uh, what, what is your, what is your, what do you do? What is your, uh, what is your relationship with Zelda? And, uh, you know, can you, can you tell us a little bit about what you do online on the internets? Yeah. I play a lot of basketball in real life and I'm not exactly sure why you invited (laughs) me to this podcast. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) jokes on you. We had a UFC champion on here once. So that was my first podcast. Yeah. Wow, did Cole he, Miller? Did he know a lot about video games? Oh, he knew yes. a lot about video games. He's a huge video gamer. Wow, okay. Yeah, Actually, cool. there was a there was a WWE wrestler at E3 who also cosplays, and he was like a VIP guest. That's awesome. See, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, of, it's nice to know they they played the games too. Yeah, yeah. Cool. One of my closest friends who who does all sorts of like nerdy things like LARPing and tabletop and stuff. He's cool. a lawyer by trade. Like he's the guy you call when you mess up. I would after love, I would love to play D and D with him and him get an argument with a dungeon master over like, uh, like just how uh, a turn went. <laughs> lawyer oh by day, lover he is by night. So lawyery in everything he does. But you have to I remember, like, you. you know, I was, you know, 1985 is when I was born, and that's when NES came out. So I was playing Zelda and Mario when I was three and four years old. So no, I mean, you know, there were people that were like ten when Nintendo came out, which would make them. 40 now and they probably you know the generation gap of playing video games is is very small now and i feel like there's a lot of people that are my age and older that play a lot of games and it's like that's unexpected now but it's just reality you know yeah yeah it's 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 weird because there there's still there's like some there's definitely a difference between your experiences growing up and mine when it comes to games but uh because i'm i'm in my 20s like i'm 20 (laughs) so a little bit of an age gap. A little bit. Uh, yeah. Just a little bit. I'm closer but, to your age because I'm old. <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, Sarah's like right in the middle and then Caleb's younger than I'm me, I think. I'm not right in the middle. I'm 28. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm, right I'm, in the middle. I'm not majoring in math, Sarah. <laughs> this podcast is an Oreo and you're the creamy center, Sarah. <laughs> I am so okay with that because it's my favorite cookie. Oh, man. Anyway. So I'll tell you what I do. I create memes for a living. <laughs> Thank you. And people watch me create memes live. I just made a meme uh, today, and I'm very proud of it. It was um, me going, Morty. Morty. Oh, oh, Morty. Oh, Rick. I I, don't know what I should be doing. Morty, you need it. You need to stab the pig. Stab the pig. Stab the pig. I don't want to. Morty, just shut up. Hey, hey, Rick, how's your Morty doing? Is he still alive? Welcome to the Meme Jacker podcast. Um, anyway, yeah, that was the, it was just, I just did the word Morty, but I just dragged out the M's and then a half hour later, people were still typing it in my chat. So that's what I do for a living. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really, I'm procrastinating. Look, um, here's what I do. If you don't know me, hello, it's, it's great to be here. I'm a fan of Zelda and things. And I, um, I make videos. I stream live. I stream video games live. I've been doing that for five years and I usually Mm -hmm. take those the highlights and I put them on YouTube and people seem to like those. And um, one of the other things I do is I corrupt games 
with a program called The Corrupter, which basically it's like forced glitching. So I, I forcibly glitch video games. That was you like you take a of, video game and you throw it into a blender and see what happens. <laughs> um, don't breathe this. <laughs> Zelda smoke. Um, the thing about it is, for me though, I, I uh, this isn't something I invented. It was just kind of one of my my gimmicks that I did that I figured wasn't being utilized and used five Enough. years ago, and it and it worked out mm-hmm. for me. And so mm-hmm. I do that. So basically, um, for example, if anyone's listening, they they're like, ah, this sounds stupid. Well, check it out. Type in um on YouTube. Type Oops. in Zelda corruptions or Zelda oh yeah of time corruptions. I I corrupted the Ocarina of. Yeah, that one, when I, I think that was before I knew your channel, mm-hmm. someone showed me that, and it got me, like, on the floor laughing, just because it's so funny, because of all the, the weird things that go on in that one, my favorite probably has to be the Link's Awakening one, just because oh. of, like, uh, Marin with a sword, was it? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 there you go, see, yeah, I, I've got like, a, a... Just, like, an army of them, <laughs> just out of nowhere. See, my, my corruption videos are from streams, um, mostly, like 99% mm-hmm. of them. But here's the thing. Mario and Zelda are the two games series that I corrupt the most. And uh, I've got a Link's Awakening one. I've got three mm-hmm. Link to the Past corruptions, including one called The Legend of Sen, which is straight up creepy and weird and insane. <laughs> and it's it's oh it's God. really, I think that's one of my favorites just because of how insane it turned out. But um, then I did Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. So... You know, it's and then Zelda one and, and Zelda two, I can corrupt pretty easily as well, and and I haven't made a video of those yet, but maybe one day I will. So that's what I do. How did you uh, how did you get started doing all this? You know, how do you, like the, uh, the 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 streaming and the the corruption mm-hmm. things like that. You know, what really got you to this point? Do you think? Bad acid. <laughs> <laughs> it was just um, one of those days where I I was bored and I you know found out about people streaming and I and I said to myself. You know, a few weeks later, I was like, I, I guess I could kind of do this. I think maybe I would I would enjoy this. And um, I started my own stream on a whim, and it worked out over time. But the thing was, with Corruptions, I really, I saw a video of it, and it was like 150 views. And I said, what the hell is this? This is great. Because I always love glitches. Video game glitches, to me, are great. They're funny. They're hysterical. I took a picture of them when I was a kid, and I it, thought... It creates a moment. It does kind of create a moment. And um, like when you, you know, the, the cartridge would be dusty and you had to like mm-hmm. blow into it. And sometimes you put it in and it would be all screwed up. I thought some Is of that putting stuff moisture could be... in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is even worse, actually. But <laughs> yeah, um, the thing about it was I, I always enjoyed it. So I figured once I saw this corruption program, it was slightly convoluted to understand it. But once I figured mm-hmm. it out, I did it a few times and it worked out pretty well. And I was happy that it did because... Yeah. It was hysterical. I think, I think corruptions and like bugs and things like that. It's kind of funny, especially with older games. It's kind of because with older games, you know, usually it's it was a lot harder to get them to the store shelves. A lot of the time, you had these really polished games, especially from Nintendo. Nintendo had a record of just like knocking out of the park with all their, you know, how well designed their games are. That when you did find a bug, it seemed like it was such a, it was it was like you found a secret treasure in real life. Yeah. It's you, you, you found something that only you have like have, have seen ever. Yeah. You found, you found like a Sasquatch in the game. Remember the Metroid door glitch? I do not. Caleb, do you remember that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll tell you about <laughs> it. I'll about? tell you about it. But before I do finish your thought, Adam. Yeah. I was just going to say that like, and especially with people, when you're like playing games with people and 
you like exa- for example the the the, one, the wall thing I was telling you about earlier with uh, Halo where I go through the door and we're we're playing in the same like room so we're like watching the screen together and I go through and it just like snaps on me and shoots me through the wall and like everything starts breaking like it's lagging out the game and everything uh it, it, we're just like we're laughing hysterically we can't even believe it that wasn't it. a bug that was just Halo four <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. On top of that, we were having a difficult time with the game because it was like it was just it had a very weird game of, way of balancing itself. It was bad, but that was that was my thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of you know sometimes you play a game and the glitch actually makes it better. Like I count on certain mm-hmm. games to be glitchy because it just it's there's just an endless source of entertainment from it. Um, mm-hmm. And then some games are just broken to begin with, which I also play a lot of bad games. Which is why I went, I was at PAX this year. Someone stopped me and like, oh, you're the angry video game nerd. I love you. I was, like, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Hello, hello. I am Vinny of Angry Video Game Nerd. Nice to meet you. Um, oh and then I eventually met Angry Video Game Nerd and I said, this guy is pretty cool. But oh, I'm definitely not seems, him. It seems like he's like, he's able to get away with sort of like a, he has like sort of a charm about him that I feel like is very unique. Yeah. When it comes to what the kind of like cuz it's all angry and poop jokes. <laughs> right. And you have to be you have to be very talented to be able to make those kind of jokes. Yeah. And not only that he seriously cares about just like the 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 sort of collecting and like uh li- library keeping of like games and movies and things like that. It's kind of impressive. Like there was a yeah. a video I saw of him and JonTron and they, he was just like mm-hmm. taking JonTron JonTron through his like video his basement and showing him all these old movies and things like that. And it was it was like looking at a old uh vhs store yeah it was, it was like I mean, it was, walking into like a blockbuster you know it was super cool yeah and and uh, that's more actually james is more about movies and collecting like yeah. like betamax stuff and you know all these yeah. crazy weird movie formats and then mike is more the video game guy and together they're like together they kind of make the angry video game nerd in a way yeah and i i like that they're like I, I haven't really been watching their videos since a long time ago. Like when I was maybe when I was still in high school, so like three years ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And but since like I, I whenever I see any of their stuff or like someone's like, Hey, can you like watch this clip and it's like from that I always get like kinda like a like a like a warm feeling, like, you know, yeah. like, hey, it's my family. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I felt that's why when I when I met both of them I just felt strange and I was like, How how did this happen? Like in the the talking head song, I was like and you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? And then I, I was like, wait, that's me right now. How the f*** did I get here? Are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Uh, it's highly discouraged, but oh. if you need to, I can censor it. Man, you should have told me that before the podcast. Um, I, said, <laughs> I mean, you've been really good about it. I, I curse a lot generally, but I'll tell you what. The word that you just heard beeped was <laughs> So that, that's what that was. It's a very bad word. But they just beeped it again. Oh my god! You can't be fools. That's a, that's horrible. You just beat it again. They don't know what you're saying. Oh, <laughs> um, so basically, I've done that. I you go ahead. Sorry. sorry, I was gonna say that. Uh, we there was an episode we did where Chris said a uh, he said a, he said a curse and then he corrected himself and then he said another curse and then he corrected himself again. But I just beeped all four times, <laughs> so it just sounds like he cursed a bunch. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Well, it's good to know yeah, that you can you can bleep me. I'll try to you know keep that down to a minimum. Yeah, uh, but I, can, I guarantee you, if you watch my videos and my streams, there will be no bleeps because I just I'm too lazy yeah. for that. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to tell you guys about the Metroid door glitch. 
Yes, right. we we still need to get to that. Um, yeah. just, so, what is the Metroid Gore glitch? It's a very it's a very short kind of thing I can tell you about. It's it was one of those mm-hmm. things that what like you said when you were younger you found the glitch and it was like this is mine I found this. Um, except mm-hmm. this one was actually kind of going around a little bit. People were talking about it. Um, if you got stuck in the door as it was closing just right in Metroid One, you could like ascend through the top of the level and you would end up in glitchville and it would just be like you can you could go up and down and like throughout these weird worlds of just glitched metroid levels (laughs) and um it was like corruptions but but you would just do it by glitching yourself through a door and people would explore those and, and actually find all these weird rooms and all these strange glitched out things and and that was like you know when i heard about that i was in in grade school actually and you know it was like oh you gotta try this you gotta try this and i thought it was the coolest thing ever so it sounds like a willy wonka sort of thing i'm just imagining <laughs> a song in my he's just singing to me yeah exactly willy wonka willy wonka you stole metroid lifting drink <laughs> <laughs> good day sir yes. you lose so that's that's my you know i guess those are the my first corruptions in a way so oh, wow. that's what i do and a, and a long story uh, short, from ten minutes ago, that's what I do. Uh, I have one. More, I have another question for you. Yeah. Well, two. It's a two-parter, I guess. Okay. Uh, we always ask this to all all the people that come on the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is your favorite Zelda title? And what's your least favorite? Because we've heard what your favorite and least favorite Final Fantasy titles. It's only fair that we hear what your favorite Zelda titles are, my, considering what we are. My <laughs> favorite Zelda titles. I have a few, but um, believe it or not, one of them is Zelda Two. I'm not, really? I'm not kidding, and I can exp- I can defend that choice if you'd want me it's, to. It, no, and yes, please, because we've we've had people come on here and spend about twenty minutes complaining about the game. It's been great, but uh, right. the only per- other person that I know of that actually has supported the game is the is our editor in chief, actually at the site, Nate, uh, who some of the listeners may know as the guy who responds to every comment oh, and wow. who writes a bunch of articles for us. That guy who responds to every comment. That's definitely got a lot of time. Um, if you're anyway. listening, Nate, can you respond to my comment that Zelda 2 is awesome? Um, I also... He just writes a no. <laughs> um, Link to the Past and Majora are my other two favorites, but um, it's hard to choose wh- which of which of the, the three I like best. And my least favorite is um, definitely Spirit Tracks because I never finished it. It's the only Zelda game I never finished. Really? Why is that? Got bored of it. I, I There was wow. a part where I had to bring huge ice to someone and I couldn't find the huge ice and then I remember like I here I am for like three days just on and off like playing the game a little bit and like uh, I realized like it's taking me more time to travel between places because of the train tracks than it is to play the game and then I was just like I don't want to play this anymore and I stopped hmm. yeah I'm, def- I'm definitely gonna marry you <laughs> well oh dear whoa hold oh. on a minute there join the line before Adam's got uh Adam's got dibs <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hear that, people? I got dibs. That's because you and I both don't like Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Um, but I don't like Final Fantasy together. X. Oh, there you go. All right. Great. This is great, then. this is I'm in the yeah. right spot. Yeah. We're all... Maybe if I stay quiet, he'll come to me. <laughs> um, well, Caleb's okay. just that, like, he's he's the girl across the prom, sitting there, like, leaning against the wall, and then he just walks up and is like, hey, can I have this dance? And then, yeah, and then the music Ooh. plays. And it's like that, that, like slow pan upwards until it fades into the credits. Right. <laughs> you know what's funny? I need your love, babe. 
Yes, you know it's true. That like that's how this the movie ends, and it's just me and Kay. Oh, it's very off upbeat. into the sunset. <laughs> Please send your fan fictions to our email address at your earliest convenience. Yep, and not and not mine. <laughs> not Vinny's. Yeah. Just mine. We'll we'll read I'm, it out I'm on totally the show. On we'll it. bring back Vinny to read it out on the show. <laughs> Live oh, reading. I'll, I'll be Blind uh, reading. I'll be in Mexico far, far before that. I'm, I'm already <laughs> planning my leave from this country. Oh no. Yeah. Do they have <laughs> Zelda in Mexico? Like Mexico. Do they have Zelda in Mexico? I'm sure we have a lot of uh They have the most amazing Coca Cola in Mexico. It's it's made of real sugar. Yeah, it is. Just like up here in Canada. Anyway, video games. Uh, all right, Zelda <laughs> yes. 2. I'll explain in one minute why I like Zelda 2 so much. All right. Okay. It's it's one of my first Zelda games. Mm-hmm. I love the way the combat feels. I think Link has weight to him. He has a really good... When you hit something with a sword, you bounce off a little bit. There are ways to cheese enemies, like with a down slash thing. That just feels really good when you pull it off. Um, the game is mm-hmm. challenging. It's a lot of, you know, heartbreaking kind of moments. But if you pl- it persist through the game and keep playing through it, it's rewarding. Um, there's mm-hmm. sure there's not items in the traditional sense. The magic system can be a little bit weak. But in terms of just straight combat, I think it was brave of Nintendo to take that formula and twist it and make it into a side scroller. And I still to this day I stream it maybe almost once a year, and it's it's a quick stream for me. But um, mm-hmm. I just love the, the bosses. I love the dungeons. I, I have a lot of fun with the game because it's so unforgiving and because it's it's just got this evil feel to it. You know, I, there's right, it's... no other games when I was younger was I, like, afraid of. Like, when you hit the graveyards and, and the enemies, like the eyes and stuff. There's a lot of stuff in Zelda 2 that really made you feel scared. And when you defeat the game, when you complete the game, and once you know all the little secrets... I feel it's a very rewarding game, and it plays well. Like, first and foremost, the game plays really well. I mean, it's bragging rights. It is, yeah. Because, like, the th- the thing that a lot draws a lot of people away from it is that it's difficult. And it drew me away for, like, a good amount of time. I I can't beat the game. I've never been able to beat it. But I've played it a lot and tried. <laughs> uh, and I think that's what a lot of proponents of the, the game say. That it's it's good, it's just people can't get over how difficult it is. I do really I like it. You what? I beat it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Just beat uh, it. But I also really like the uh, RPG elements of that game. I I feel like more Zelda games sh- should have more of that like customizable sort of like upgrade system. Mm-hmm. Even though it's it's a little different, you know, you you kind of by the end of it you level up everything and it kind of all fills out. But uh, I did like the freedom of choice in that regard. Yeah, and because it makes you feel. The freedom of choice is amazing in that game because you can choose magic, you can choose um, attack, you can, you know health. It's really the sense of progression is really good. But the other thing is mm-hmm. too, people I think the expectation of Zelda of people now or people who have played Zelda from when they were like say in 1995 or, or later. Um, yeah, I'm talking about let's just say people your age, and and that's yeah. not not an insult. I'll tell you why it's not. No, an no, no. I, because I understand those are you know the best games in the, the Zelda series, like Ocarina and Majora, and like the top down. All games. based on, all based on Link to the Past. Yeah, and and I love Link to the Past so much. But here's the thing: when I was a kid, I had two Zelda games, and the one I remember the most vividly was Zelda Two. So my preconceived yeah. notions of the Zelda series were not this has to be a top down game. Zelda for mm-hmm. me was just Zelda. It was 
either Zelda 2 style side scroller with Link, you know, using his sword to defeat enemies with really good game gameplay and controls, or it could have been Zelda 1, um, which both I loved very much. I think in retrospect, once you've played a number of Zelda games, then you go back to Zelda 2, you're like, what is this crap? What is this oddball? But for me, I, I, I didn't have any of that. For me, I liked the idea of, you know, I, I wanted more of that style, and I, I never really it's, got it until Shovel Knight. I feel like... Oh, Shovel Knight's a great game. We were talking to uh, Nick Waz the other week about the uh, new Plague of Shadows oh, update man, and everything. I love Waz. Oh, he's great. I met him in, uh, at E3 again. It was funny, because a year before that, I had interviewed him at Supercon, which is a small er, con in Florida, and a year later, we were at A3. Pro- almost a year after. Like, I think... Supercon was a week after the E3 week, so yeah, it was like almost almost a year after we we met again, and I I mentioned that to him, and he started laughing. Uh, really nice guy. Definitely recommend uh, talking to him if you ever see him at a convention or anything. I, I have, yeah. Super I, sweet. I, I um I spoke to him at uh, PAX this year, and yeah, we I did oh, a little nice. interview with him. But in any case, I agree. If you see him, he's the guy you want to talk to. He's awesome. Oh, he's. He is excited to tell you about how much he loves Shovel Knight and games and stuff. Like, he makes me feel comfortable with any... Like, if he says, we're trying this new thing, I would be... I'm always on board, just because I trust him. I trust him more than I've trusted any developer in a really long time. Yeah, isn't that weird? He he, seems, just this demeanor makes you feel like that. Yeah, because yeah. he's genuine. He seems like a genuine dude. Uh, anyway, I think that a lot of Zelda games could have taken a lot of notes from Zelda 2. Uh, especially the 3D ones, where in in top-down Zelda games, it's really about like the puzzle and the you know the the, the sort of environment is supposed to be more the focus. Where mm-hmm. it's like, which seems kind of strange to say. A lot of people would think it'd be the opposite, but I think that top-down Zelda's because you're seeing the entire room at the same time, that should be a big part of it, and that that is usually with top-down Zelda. That's why I usually like prefer top-down Zelda games because I feel like it's more about that puzzle aspect, which is great. But I think that. Uh, 3D Zelda games should take really advantage of the combat capabilities that uh, Zelda 2 games don't really have, or Zelda 2D games don't have, which is, you know, the complicated combat and different attacks you can do that Zelda 2 had with the top-down strikes and the slashes and up-and-down slashes, you know. It's, It's crazy to think that since then it feels like there really hasn't been as good of a interpretation of sword fighting since at least in the Zelda series and people could say Star- Skyward Sword or no. but <laughs> no motion controls really hindered that game yeah and it, I think it was that, uh, it, the, the idea of it was good and that's another very game good, I but, enjoyed because I felt like it was well thought out but um I can't see myself replaying it because I don't want to use any of the motion controls again th- that's right. that's one thing but also the level designs make no sense they're 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 weird. They don't really have a flow to them. It's just I like know. you walk into the first dungeon. And it's this tall tower with like no like ledges or anything on it, and you just see doors. And it's just like where am I supposed to go? And in Ocarina, you enter the 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 Great Deku Tree, and there's like right next to you. There's a like you know a staircase, and that's where you go. Like that's like the yeah. it, like there's a clear sign of where to go. There's a path being laid for you. There's a there's a guide of like you can go here, you can go there. In Skyward Sword, it feels like it doesn't even have that, and that was one of my issues, one of my many issues with the game. Uh, but anyway, so speaking of Skyward Sword, let's get into our first fan topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave asks, "Was Link's run weird or and stiff, or is that just me?" Yes, he, he's talking about how in his, 
he's talking about his email how he saw that it was just like he has this like awkwardness to his motions it didn't really seem together and he wanted to know if they used mocap suits or were they against mocap suits thank you again dave and as Vinny said i i totally agree <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i think it's i don't think it was just you i think it was uh definitely an issue i think it's it's funny because we're watching the revamped halo 2 cutscenes on youtube that were being added into the halo 2 oh my god it looks breathtaking with how the characters move with how human they seem in their appearance without getting too too close to uncanny valley you know they it's it's clearly fake but it's like it looks good it, they get right in that sweet spot where you need like to be. the grave mind what happened the grave mind is delicious i don't i don't know what you're referring to actually i'm sorry wow read up on your halo lore <laughs> i was never big on the lore Halo fail. I play Chulo more than I play Halo. It's this. It's the Mexican version. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. What? Anyway, uh, Dave had another question that I would like to get into because it's also about Skyward Sword, and I'm sorry for going off on that tangent and causing a weird joke about Chulo. Uh, Uh It just yeah, it means like a hottie, like a in in Mexican slang, it's like someone who's hottie, like really hot. I guess that's. I just looked it up on Urban Dictionary just now to make sure it wasn't offensive. So me? Are you talking about me? Yeah, we've just been saying like this really offensive word. No, it's not offensive. It's just a little thing they say. And I, I always had this joke that like you know I don't play Halo. I play Chulo. Like Chulo Reach. It's it's good. That's cute. Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. That's what it means. It means it means cute Chulo. So good job. Chulo. You're pretty Chulo. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. sorry. Uh, Another question he asked it has more to do with everyone. I think pretty much everyone's favorite from the game, uh, Girahim. Dave asks, uh, should Girahim have killed someone like... Uh, sorry, let me say that again. Groose. Dave asks, should Girahim have killed someone such as Groose in the game? No. Do you think it would have helped his character? And I really know why. Because Groose was the only thing that I liked about that game. That was that's that's what he means. <laughs> that a lot of people liked Groose, and it would have been like a very dramatic moment, especially because yeah. But of... then I literally would have had nothing left to play that game for. <laughs> nothing. Did you? I mean, <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna surprise some people, but uh, I didn't care for Bruce. Groose. Groose. <laughs> the Groose is loose. I, I don't like that meme. Everybody get Groose. <laughs> yeah, it's... Groose loose. Look, people loved Groose when I was streaming the game. Uh, I thought he was okay, but it, again... I don't it, see the big appeal. He was just a dumb character with a pompadour, so... But he, he was he was a lot of fun because he was so... Like, here's Link, he's kind of stiff, and, you know, there, this this world of, like... of <laughs> Weird, wide eyes. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weirdos in this world, you know, like, so, like, mm-hmm. Gearham's licking around in the air with his tongue, getting all weird, and, like, Link is just staring at you with his eyes, his dead eyes, and then Groose comes along, and he's like, oh, he's just this lovable idiot, you know? Yeah. I love, uh, I, I've said this before, but uh, what, I, what I did when I started playing uh, Skyward Sword with my friend Jeff... Uh, because I noticed how like wide Link's eyes were, I would just c- occasionally turn the camera and stare into the sun. <laughs> I'm just like, this seems like something Link would do in this world, right? <laughs> Based on the way he's just like this, like blank stare. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think the more the idea is that you know Girahim seemed like such a, he seemed like a villain, but maybe it's that he was too sympathetic, or it was too easy to sympathize with him, uh, because of how. 
he never seemed to hurt anyone as as much as like you would expect from a villain like other villains in the series have definitely done some damage uh but Girahim, especially with who what he is uh he doesn't really do much he's just kind of there to tell you about how he doesn't like you <laughs> i mean to be fair that's the entirety of that game is it's just kind of there <laughs> so that's true. that's why i watched skyward sword the movie you mean someone streaming it <laughs> No, like someone has compiled the entirety of the cutscenes and the before and after battle scenes, so you Zelda. can actually just watch the movie. I think that was Zelda Universe. They do that a lot. That's their thing that I've noticed. Is uh, they do a lot of uh, the movies. They did the uh, Hyrule Warriors one. Oh okay. no, it wasn't the same. It was a different. It was just someone compiling cutscenes. Oh okay. Uh, I know that Zelda Universe does that because they they have the Hyrule Warriors like fan dub. Yeah, and they're doing auditions right now. I think are they still doing auditions? Do you know? For Hyrule Warriors? Yes. No, it, that one's closed. Oh, okay. I was wondering. I know, because I, remember... I, uh, I, I applied. Oh, nice. I hope you get it. <laughs> I did not. Aw. Uh... I have a few thoughts about um, that fellow's questions. How, what, what, do you, what do you have some thoughts on? Just what, what a few, you... few quick things. Um, the motion yeah, capture sure. I don't think was used, nor is it being used in Fallout 4, which has um, had a lot of people complaining about it. Because uh, really, I thought it was. It seemed like it was. Uh, people are saying it's not, and, and that it's just keyframes, and it might be. But um, I, I also I don't care about that so much. I think it's fine. They're, they're whatever Fallout yeah. Four is doing is fine. Yeah. I mean, Bethesda has always had a problem with their art. Ever since they started doing games, like they always looked gross and like if, character if you faces, go, especially. Yeah, yeah. If you look at Skyrim hair, it just looks like. Like hey, spaghetti heads face. Four. Yeah, it's just it's gross. It's weird. The textures look wrong, and uh, this one looks a lot better. And for that, I can only be. I, I'm like I'm just happy with that. I'm happy with it looking just up to date. But you know that's <laughs> like, a game that you're in first person a lot of it, and and yeah. Zelda you're in third person looking at Link, and he's walking kind of weird the whole time. It's a little stilted, <laughs> and he's got like this yeah. weird hop to his 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 movement. <laughs> So. He's just like pulling one leg along the whole time. <laughs> um, as for Gearhim, look, it's a Zelda game. You know, we get it. Good versus evil. A lot of times, it's it's mm -hmm. not too much more than that, and that's fine because that's that's what Zelda's all about. It's about right. this, this perfect like it's the 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 Triforce. That's what makes mm -hmm. Zelda so great. There's you know what you're getting because you have these these three things. But um, with Gearhim, would it be great for him to have killed someone? I mean, I hated him just because he he was he was hitting me with a sword, so <laughs> I wanted to kill him because he's a big stupid idiot. <laughs> I think in comparison to demise, uh, I think it's better that he didn't kill anyone because it made their the the dynamic of the two villains so much more interesting. Because demise is like this embodiment of all that is evil, and then Girahim just it's like you you think like you know in another life would he have been a hero? Based on his personality, because he doesn't seem like the villain type, you know. It almost it almost feels like Girahim because of the, the the well spoiler alert because he turns out to be demise the sword of demise. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a almost thing. like yeah, it's almost like he was possessed and like forced to be this thing he did not want to be. Right. It, it seems like he's more a slave to his alliances as opposed to actually being interested in hurting people. And that's kind of interesting. I think it's 
it, it kind of it speaks better of Demise's character to have Girahim in that sort of role. Not like openly reluctant, but rather, you know, someone who just doesn't seem to be as malintent. Yeah, I mean, he strikes me, you know, you said he could have been maybe a hero in another life. In another life, I I would have seen him as a used car salesman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Come on down to Girahim's, what do they call Loftwing sale. Loftwing sale, come. It's going to be great. And then he licks like he does the time thing. (laughs) And that's the end of the commercial. (laughs) I am the Loftwing king. Yeah, just like pop, like that, like the 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 bars. Yeah, yeah. Just like we apologize for the technical difficulties. He he was alternatively he could have been a porn star, but you know, or okay, or a rock star from the seventies, also known. Oh as yeah, with like the guitar and stuff. And like Gear him Mercury, yeah. or Freddie <laughs> Brian Adams, Freddie Gear here Mercury. I tried Gear Mercury. <laughs> The thing about Garahim for me is that he was annoying and I didn't really like him because he was so annoying and I didn't need him to be so evil, but um, he he just struck me as this imp, this jester kind of character. Like, And, and it, it, that's good because he was different than what we expected from Zelda. You don't see a, a character mm-hmm. like that very often. And Zelda is not traditionally a game where you see people get like wiped out or like, you know, you see... I mean, sure, there's some moments, you know, you see the uncle die in Link to the Past right away, but... Actually, yeah, he doesn't die. Uncle. The end of the game. Yeah, no, he comes back. Oh, that's right, I forgot you, about that. You hold up swords with him. And the end of the game, which has that awesome little, like, plot twit, plot hole, which is, and the Master Sword slept forever. For a few years. <laughs> yeah, apparently. It doesn't say, like, until next time or anything, it just says forever, forever. in caps. And it's like... Well, I think what it means is that, like... Yeah. It means that Nintendo needs to plan things out more. I mean, it's it's yeah. like it's like there's some things like with Star Wars, right? Like Star Wars, you have a lot of fans that will try really hard to explain the motivations of some of the prequel characters. And then, you know, and they'll make these long posts and these long wikis and it's just, oh, okay, that's why this character did this. But mostly it's just George Lucas writing a bad script. Um, yeah, they're and, and fun. Star Wars prequels, they didn't have prequels. What are you talking about? There's only three movies. Exactly. And the one coming out. Agreed. <laughs> there's, only the fir- there's only four, five, and six, and the Clone Wars. <laughs> but Part the- of it. And the one coming out in December. And that's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing Although about- that one might not happen either. <laughs> the thing about Zelda is that, like, the Master starts sleeping forever. Yeah, I mean, that's just, they didn't have the foresight. Maybe they thought that the story of the Master Sword would end there, and they would just yeah. come up with a new sword. But, um, no. Well, does Link to the Past, like, is that the final game in the trilogy, or is that one of the earlier ones? It was the third game that had come out. It was the, and it was the first one to basically establish a formula. Uh, I mean, like, up, in, in timeline-wise. Timeline-wise, timeline no. Wise. It's not I should get my higher final Historia. One. It's actually, it's, I think, the second or third in its, in the split, or actually, no, it, it might be the first in its split, and then followed by, uh... Uh, the sequels for that link, which is Oracle of Seasons and Link's Awakening. Hmm. Or, or, was it Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, and then Link's Awakening? I forget which what the order is. But essentially, those those game fall. There is that timeline, and then past that is a Link Between Worlds. Uh, so there's there's more Master Sword with the Master War and everything in a Link a Link Between Worlds. So it was just kind of something that they uh, omitted in in. Well, in the post. thing is, it's actually a typo. They meant to type uh, and Metroid sleeps forever, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that it was an E3. <laughs> anyway, 
I feel like we got off on a tangent. Vinny, you were talking about something before this. We were it was just uh, uh, Gary him as a villain where I, I didn't feel like he needed to kill someone. So that, that's just my opinion. Right. I feel like it was, it, you know, it's, it's Zelda. You know what I mean? It, right. You know what you're doing. You're saving the world from evil. So I knew Gary him was kind of evil, even though he was more sympathetic than usual. But I didn't feel like he needed to kill someone. It's I, it's not necessarily a bad thing. That's the thing. It's like you almost want to have a sympathetic villain because no one sees themselves as a villain i mean in zelda it's clear that they see themselves as villains because that's just how it is it's just like one of those simpler tales but uh a lot of the time with character motivations they don't see themselves as a a villain of their own of their own story so you have to get justification for their actions um i think that the sympathy for girahim is preferred yeah yeah a little it's a little different it's a little little refreshing to have a little sympathy yeah. for that villain because as, as we know the usual like yeah the, evil wizard <laughs> this this cackling like you know like yes if i had a mustache i would twirl it and then there's the the captain uh not the captain and the, the original zelda tv show version of ganon who is literally just a walking pig who's like screaming he's like mm-hmm. it's like what <laughs> and he doesn't yeah I don't have any sympathy. Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want me to move on to our next fan topic? Yes, please. All right. Let's do that. Uh, Catherine writes, I have a fan question and a general topic and a general question I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on. Oh, boy. Oh boy. First question is, since we were just talking about the Zelda TV show, this fits in perfectly. For the fan topic, what would be your dream Zelda film, TV, anime adaption, and what kind of adaption would you think would be the most realistic in terms of budget and marketing? Great question, Catherine. Thank you so much for writing in. Uh, I, we've talked about this before. Not really in this kind of capacity of like what they could really do. We've more talked about like what would be the hypothetical best way to do it. Uh, but I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on what you think a, a good adaption. I know Caleb is strongly in the camp of usually where if a game, if it's a game, it shouldn't be a, a movie or things like that. Uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, let's say you you had to. <laughs> in this regard, no. <laughs> Still refuse. <laughs> no. It's pretty pretty they much. They can torture me. Uh. Give me a good Metroid game, and then I'll make you a Zelda movie. <laughs> um. We gave you we gave you other M. Well, we have Final Fantasy movies. I mean, uh, Final Fantasy what? Uh, twelve. That Spirits. Was... But Spirits 12 was a good <laughs> I movie. I wasn't counting that. Cry- 12 uh, was a good movie. With some interactive in there. Yeah, somewhat. So it's 13. I, it, so I don't know. 13 was an exercise in, in, in patience and uh, willingness to stand torture. But uh, in terms of a Zelda, I guess, anime, I mean, if you guys remember, there was the reveal trailer for, uh, I think it was Palutena. Palutena. Yeah, which was this, like, really cool looking fight scene between Pitt and Link and everyone is super excited not just because of like the the character reveal but also because of the uh the possibility that you know maybe we were getting more animation stuff and this is like a sign of something more uh especially because it was so out of place there was nothing like that for a character reveal as of as of late I think that that style and that idea where it's just like instead of like trying to make a coherent plot for for a Zelda game just put Link in little adventures. Like, have him do a little adventure in an episode and see where that goes. Or, like, fight a certain character or fight a, a certain kind of, like, monster. I think that would be a really cool way to, like, showcase the game without trying to overshadow it or trying to do anything that isn't more an homage to a game series that we like. And if not that, 
if not that, like if we were doing something more uh with more of a story, we've mentioned this before definitely. Uh the idea of having a like the Sheik's seven years between uh when Link goes to sleep and when he wakes up in Ocarina. I think that'd be a great show about that development of how she becomes, you know, instead of just being uh a princess, she goes from she goes to becoming a, you know, a, a self supporting person and she, she finds It wouldn't be a show without Link though. That's true. But it it would <laughs> be like... it would be an interesting and Definitely. Zelda could speak. Because yeah, that's, that's the other thing. That's the restriction with Link. I mean, you have the the option of having Link speak in a tel- like a animated TV show or something. And I mean, he he speaks. It's just like people would be there would be a definite uproar about it for. Yeah, I would say no reason. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be people are used to the the silent protagonist version of Link, and and anytime Link right. has spoken, it's been pretty pretty rough. It's Excuse been, it's been... me, great. It's like, huh? It's like just I mean, bad internet hear? memes and and YouTube poop. It's not, you know, it's never been. <laughs> well, then again, yeah. I just justified it with Wind Waker, and then he said bad internet memes, and I'm like, well, no, I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> well, it's just you know giving Link a voice for extended like conversation, which I think can work if it's done right. But it has it, to be. It does right. make sense. It does make sense to have him more focused on a goal as opposed to being focused on words. So right. you can still have a silent protect like Samurai Jack has a great, great dynamic where the the character is a silent protagonist, but he still speaks when he needs to, you know, and usually it's just to tell someone that he's going to be doing something to help them, and like early Master Chief, yeah, and then later Master Chief, it's the exact opposite. I mean, I'm fine with the idea of a Zelda cartoon show. I think um, you could do something like the X Files, where it was like you'd have this overarching storyline like this goal Link has to work towards. And then you have Monster of the Week where Link would go on these little self-contained adventures. I'd yeah, be okay with I that. Think it, and I think, I mean, Samurai Jack does sim- a similar thing where it's like these yeah. self-contained episodes, but they all lead up to this, you know, the final fight that he's having, the, the final boss that he's been trying to reach since day one, which in this case would be Ganon, which would be an awesome episode. And, and also, um, I, I want to mention one other thing, which is they just re-released the comic book of Link to the Past that was in yeah, Nintendo Power. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago. That was, um, when I was a kid, I loved that. I read the hell out of that over and over again. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I think that was one of the best forms of, of Zelda outside of the games. So really? I would love, did- I, I think so at least. When I was a kid, I liked it. When I read it again when I got older, I still thought it was pretty good. So Zelda comic books could be fun. Is that, because like, I read uh I remember when I was growing up, the thing that I read the most was the Pokemon manga. Uh, and I did read a little bit of the Four Swords one. I, I just... Uh, did you ever read that one? I the never, I never read any of the mangas or anything. I, I'm Yeah, I'm mainly talking just about that one, the Nintendo oh, okay. Power one. Just wondering if in comparison. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Was They did a whole, like... Uh, like a release party at the Nintendo, Nintendo World. World Store in New York. Yeah, I was I was there not too long after it. That's one of the advantages oh, nice. of living in New York. I get to go to Nintendo World, <laughs> and then <laughs> end up spending way too much money. Well, I mean, li- we live in I live in Florida, so I eventually living here might be cool because I'll be able to go on the uh, future Zelda ride if that exists oh, in Universal. Yeah, that would be cool. Zelda ride? What? <laughs> Does Link speak in the Zelda <laughs> ride? It's going to be right next to the Metroid ride, right? Yeah. The Federation Force a, ride. It's just a trash can that's shaped like Vinny, Samus. Vinny, don't do this. 
Yeah, trash can with the Samus helmet. This is our Metroid attraction. You step on the thing, and then the helmet opens, and you put your trash in. All right, moving on to the Kirby attraction. I'm upset because it could be very true. Oh, no. But don't worry. Well, look, you can play Blitzball with... um, I'm sorry, whatever it's called. You can play Ball Space Warriors with... um, Blastball. Just get in the trash can. Blastball. But anyway, uh, Catherine had one more topic she'd like us to get into, if you guys are down for it. It's a little more general. Um, okay. We seem to really not have really much of a flow, so let's just <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, the general question is, what kind of amiibo do you see in your local stores? I'm curious as how many of the amiibo I see in my city have Japanese packaging, even in major re- retailers. At the height of the amiibo drought, there was only Japanese Donkey Kongs, if any at all. However, the availability and variety of amiibo has extraordinarily improved in the past week. P.S. It's always nice to hear Caleb when he's happy, even when it's something to do with Kingdom Hearts. From <sighs> Catherine in Perth, Australia. Thank you again, Catherine, for your topic. And if you have any of your own topics, please feel please feel free to email us to us at zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, what amiibo do you guys see in your store? I know that I always see Luigi and Kirby. Peach and Zelda. Luigi, what? Diddy Kong, Peach, Zelda. Mm-hmm. It's always the same. Uh, for Mario, a... Peach, Sheik, Zelda. There was one like... point where I remember seeing a bunch of Captain Falcons just an insane amount of them and that was it uh i got one for i got one of those and i got a little mac for one of my friends or me and jeff did that for one of our friends for his birthday and those ended up being more one of the more difficult ones to find so happy about that oh oh well so the the falcons were hard to find captain falcon was hard to find for a little while i think so mm-hmm. i i'm sure yeah. that was a that was thanks i remember him mentioning specifically like the ones that we got it him was. were yeah the ones that we got him were actually pretty difficult, so he was actually very happy happy for us to do it because none of his friends had got it. He lives up in uh, Pennsylvania at the moment, oh. so yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess that's it for that question. Uh, what I, do we... I did go to a Best Buy and see three full shelves of Sonics, and I cried because oh, no. it was just Sonic. There were no others. I mean, yeah, I I like Sonic a lot. And but I think that fighting him with an amiibo would be the most aggravating thing. I've ever done because the 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 AI in Smash is kind of bad just because the just because the uh perfect frame air dodging and the perfect shielding and how even a level nine CPU will do that immediately. Maybe you're just not fast enough. Yeah, fast. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go fast. Yeah, she knows. <laughs> I hate these terrible Sonic impressions. Yeah, Sherbert. Yeah, Sherbert. Way past cool. Get the Sherbert Eggman. Oh my God. You're Get the Sherbert slow. Eggman. <laughs> hey, Eggman. Shut uh, up. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's that? What's that tale? You want to get the chili dogs and the, and the Sherbert with Eggman? Hello, Tails. I am Sonic the Hedgehog. Would you like to go on an adventure in plane? I call it Tornado. Whose voice is that supposed to be? Sonic. That's a uh, that's Knuckles. <laughs> that's Hello, Knuckles. this is Knuckles. How you know what I learned recently? <laughs> you know Would what I learned like recently? RP? Originally in Conception, what? Knuckles was supposed to have a Jamaican accent. That's awesome. Hey, Sonic, what you doing, boy? <laughs> oh boy! I bet he would have stuck around. Man, these characters I... are so detailed. Yeah. <laughs> I think Adam just Please, really wants to RP with you. What happened? Yeah, fast! Adam just really wants to RP with Vinny. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Vinny, when are we gonna do our our uh, our tabletop uh, Sonic Adventure game? 
deep characters. Yeah, Sonic. Yeah, fast. <laughs> huh? What are we gonna do? I roll to run fast. Yes. <laughs> just a. Uh... All right, Vinny. I need you to stream Sonic on Smash for like a whole. Yeah. Thing. Just I'll doing just that. be avoiding that now. Um, but if you want a supercut <laughs> of of bad Sonic impressions, that exists. Uh-huh. Uh, Do you want you... to continue? I'll, I'll link you after this show, okay? Yeah, it's gonna be linked down below okay. if you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll do that if you want, just so you guys can. A see lot of Sonic fans work. are gonna hate me after that, but. So Caleb, pretty much. <laughs> no. So nobody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep too. No, it. there's a lot of. I get a lot of people that love Sonic, and I, I, I've been pretty vocal about my fact that about the fact that I don't love the series. So I just do a lot of bad Sonic impressions, and it's it's I it's like fun. Sonic. It's fun. I like Sonic. See, I'm I'm a Sonic fan, but I can still laugh at it because oh, okay. if you can't find humor in life, like what is there? Yeah, that's why I yeah. hang out with Caleb because I find humor in I him. Need, I need to Google Vinny the Hedgehog. No, Vinny, no. Vinny the Hedgehog. Don't do it. It's gonna get weird. If you if, if you ever weird. play that, if you ever want to play a really weird game with your friends, search up your name followed by the Hedgehog, or if you don't find one of those, search uh. The the echidna or something like that or the cat. Or this needs to stop. Don't tell them, don't tell them like, that. The, the, <laughs> the poor folks listening at home, they're going to listen to that and they're going to be like, oh, I'll check this out. And it's going to get weird real quick. <laughs> and then they're going to die. <laughs> it's it's ultimate cringe. Yeah. Uh, something that Jake would appreciate. Anyway, uh, uh, let's Jake, get to our last fan. T- classic Jake. <laughs> classic Jake. <laughs> who's, who's Jake? He's, uh, he's a regular on the show. Oh, gotcha. He's just some guy. <laughs> classic yeah let's get into our last fan topic uh michael v writes to us thanks for reading my question on episode 38 and my question this time is what or who will be the link's guide through the legend of zelda wii u i think it could be opponent you know what caleb you know what caleb Uh you can go fast right off a cliff hey listen all right thanks (laughs) what sorry uh, are you regretting anyway. inviting me onto the podcast yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm regretting making a podcast. <laughs> hey, listen! Oh my god. Link, you gotta get Just... the chili dogs in the shirt. In the shirt. Yeah. Link, you're too slow. <laughs> all right, I'll, all right, here, look. You said Epona. You said Epona, right? Yeah. He said, it, he says he thinks it could be Epona or whatever his horse's name is. <laughs> what do you all think? Thanks for reading my question. Thank you for writing in, Michael. I actually like this question. I feel like we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. Um, Knuckles the horse. Terms of- <laughs> I'm just imagining a horse with the dreads. I hope he has the Jamaican accent. A, a link. A link in some man. We need to get to the goblin cave, man. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> What is happening? Sorry, this is what you get when you invite me to the thing. <laughs> and then you Gan- you meet Ganondorf and he turns around and it's Sonic's face. Thanks for listening to Vinny's Sonic cast. Join us next week. <laughs> uh, in terms of <laughs> actual guides, uh, hmm. Well, it could just be another fairy, which I feel like it's worked before when we've had guides. We could have no guide. I mean, it, there was no guide in Zelda 2. There was there a guide in the Link's Awakening? I don't think so. No, or Link to the Past, or no. Oracle of Seasons, or Ages. Yeah, but and these a good these chance days that he could not have a guide. Yeah, these days there's there's more guides, but I think it almost serves 
you better without one because a lot of it tends to be hand-holding. And I think that uh, it's better, especially in a game like this where it's more about exploration, to just leave the player to do whatever they would like to. Uh, in Link to the Past, they have these sort of like wall stones where you can speak to Sahazrala, who tells you what you need to do. How do you spell that? Uh, you don't. <laughs> I think I, I pronounce it differently. I mean, there's also the fact that this is supposed to be more of an open sandboxy type game, so mm-hmm. a, a guide might not make sense. It's like I want Zelda to be the guide. I want Metroid to be the guide. Sazrahal. Wow, Adam, I was actually being serious for once in my life. Oh, really? Oh no, I'm sorry. Why do you say Zelda? I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I mean, she was kind of a in uh, Phantom Hourglass. You could argue she was. I don't. I didn't play those. You didn't. No, I I haven't played enough of them to be able to get like a full opinion on it, uh. But I think it's a lot better than Spirit Tracks, um. But she's more of a companion in that, and I think that Midna was more of a, a companion in Twilight Princess than a guide. She was so yeah, good. and I think that Best like character. people want that again. So I'm not looking for a guide in Zelda. U. I I would like more a companion if we're they're gonna have one, and if not, that's fine. I think that it uh just Link by himself is kind of a little bit more romantic than having someone there with you. I think it's like the like the the hero's journey alone into the wilderness. I would prefer that. I would definitely prefer that and maybe like have a a log book. I know I know a lot yeah. of other games do that, but it it's, love... it would lend to the sense of isolation, which is what yeah. made another series very good. I but... like uh this sort of Oh, which series are you going to talk about? Uh Metroid when when it was good. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Um <laughs> no, I, I love all these cheap shots at Caleb. Uh, I love the idea of having like a, a character that has like, kind of like a journal or a diary where they're writing in what's happening as it goes on, and that sort of acts as your guide. Where they're like, you know, I just I just had this happen, and my goal now is to uh, do this. I will give you updates. Like, updates will follow on yeah, the page or whatever. You know, knowing Nintendo, the book will talk, and I'll be like, Hi, Link! I gotta tell you something! And then it's like, but wait a minute, that that's not what we need a book for. A book has the words on the page. We don't need it to talk. I know, but Hello, there's Luke. a talking hat in the other game. It's like, <laughs> all right. There's left book. It obviously has a Jamaican <laughs> accent, though. I, I don't know why <laughs> the book speaks like that. Sorry. I was trying to, I was going to try to do that voice, but with a Jamaican accent, but I thought, I can't do that. <laughs> I link, man. You're going to listen, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, was that George Lopez on our podcast? Was. Whoa, what just happened? Um, <laughs> this is a weird episode. You know, I'm sorry, this is Vinny just again no, my fine. fault. But I'll tell you what, in terms of a guide, I would definitely prefer a logbook and, and not have something buzzing around telling me what to do. Not that I mind the guides and I, from the past, because some of them are just, pretty good. I just want a picture of Link. I just want some fan art of Link drawing in like a journal or something or like writing in a book. And then just like doodling something and just like laughing at it himself. Yeah. I want you to put the Blues Clues notebook. <laughs> With the clues and everything. As long as... All right, Adam. As a resident artist, you need to get on that. Oh, God. As long as Phi isn't, you know, or... Because Phi I didn't like as a guide. I think, um, you know, almost any other guide was okay. But I don't, Phi kinda... I don't like Phi at all. Phi, what? You Phi. don't like having all of your quests like narrated to you as you're doing them? No. <laughs> no. Hey, Link. You're opening a door. Everything about Phi that was done was the opposite of how Girahim was done in in every possibly wrong way. Mm-hmm. 
She was the real villain. <laughs> yeah, that's why there's the mission. She was the, the villain of Warriors fun. Were fun when you got to kill her. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for our Zelda topics this week from fans. Once again, if you have any of your own, please send those to us at Zelda Informer Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's Zelda Informer Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a couple minutes left. Let's just kind of take this time, talk about whatever. We seem to be doing that anyway. But uh, let's just, I guess, designate a little time for it. Um, there's uh, there's a topic that you you messaged me about that I thought was uh, an important topic. Oh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership? Yeah, can we just give throw some awareness at that? Right. Uh, we've been silly this whole episode, so I think it's kind of a good change of focus. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, there was a couple of months ago, possibly, I think it was a couple of years ago, uh, there was a big thing on the internet about this, like, internet sort of... Uh, restriction bill called like SOPA and everyone kind of banded together about it and how it's sort of this, you know, bad thing. It was going to censor the internet and we kind of, we kind of got rid of it, but now we have something else that's kind of not been noticed by anyone at all. It's called the Trans-Pacific Partnership. It's this big thing led by the U S um, that is kind of an under tables negotiation between nine countries, uh, the United States, Canada, uh, Canada, Mexico, Peru, Chile. I'm sorry. Let me read this again. I'm just being, I'm just being sure. Uh, Canada, United States, Mexico, Peru, Chi- Chile, Vietnam, Singapore, Japan, Brunei, Malaysia, Australia, and New Zealand. And it's it's pushing SOPA-like acts uh, and policies onto the entire world. What it basically will do is everything that we didn't like about SOPA but just on a more international scale and a little bit more extreme in terms of punishment as what they can do to you. Yeah. I'm going to read think... a few of the things on, on the list just, just to give everyone okay. an idea of how bad this is. Um, mm-hmm. Shut down websites and kick entire families off the internet over, right. cop- over copyright claims. Encur- Even things that you may not have actually known were copyright claims. That's right. It could have been an accident. Encourages yeah, ISPs like- to spy on everything we do, share our mm-hmm. private data, Forces broken U.S. copyright policy onto the world and expand how long copyrights last. And what it's doing with that, the way they're doing that is by uh, limiting trade as if if the countries don't agree to cooperate on things like textiles and other resources that a lot of these countries need from the U.S. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's basically it's the worst thing ever. And you could definitely, you know, you if you download a movie. You can get kicked off the internet if if something accidentally. If you accidentally happens. move something from your hard drive to your computer's internal hard drive, you could be kicked off for trying to steal something that you already have. Yeah, and and, and, and it's just awful. And look, I'm a musician as well. I have a um, music that I sell for cheap. Mm-hmm. But I, I, if you want to download it for free, please do. You know, like if you find a way to like just download it, just download it. Um, I think it's absurd that these these it's Hollywood and it's the U.S. government. It's a lot of things that's making this where they don't want people to share. And and I get it, you know, people are losing money, but at the same time, this is too extreme. This is just way and, too extreme. And the thing about it that's the worst is that they know it's bad because it's not public. None of this, most of the information isn't public. A lot of this information was through I think data mining and WikiLeaks uh, through their work. Uh, they were able to find this information. So I encourage you to call your congressman, uh, call the White House and, and, and ask them to, you know, release the information to the public. 
you know, stop this sort of this act. It's it's really going to kill the Internet. I think that a lot of people don't know about it. And it's so scary that it's not in as much of a public eye as uh, Sopa was because it's so much worse. It's so much heavier. And it's it's frightening that you could get life plus 50 years or life plus uh, 70 years uh just for downloading a movie yeah and i think that you know uh we should uh try to make sure that doesn't happen just know what it is spread the word trans-pacific partnership google it if you have to but just just know I what it is i linked a little guy down below to tell you more about it uh just to make sure that what i said was true and uh you know get a little bit of a word on how yeah. everything is laid out how they're doing everything mm-hmm. um if if you know anyone that hasn't heard of it, try, try to spread the word to them so that they know. I, I think, if anything, you, you should really be informed about this because it's something that's going to affect you in the next five years if yeah. you don't, if you don't uh, make sure that it doesn't happen. So, it, it really it ruins stuff like what I do, what you know, streaming. It ruins what we do. It, it ruins what you guys. It ruins what everyone does on the internet. If you I want would free, go to jail for releasing this podcast. Yeah, me. I would go to jail for streaming. Yeah. It's- yeah. It's pretty insane. So let's not have this happen. Just be aware of it. Trans-Pacific Partnership. Just be aware of it. Write your congressman if you can and just have it in your consciousness. And that way, at some point when things start ramping up with it, we know which actions to take against it because this is absurd. And they're let's, just going to keep just... trying. They're just going to keep trying. Yeah. Let's let's try to keep the internet together. Let's try to keep it yeah. uh, open. Let's try to keep it free. Let's not try to let it turn into what Metroid is. And if nothing else, I'll meet all of you new friends in prison. <laughs> How shady is it that they're keeping this quiet and not telling the public? Pretty shady. <laughs> right? It's 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 a sign that it's bad news. Because they're they they know that there's gonna be there would be public outright if it was put in the open. Which means that, you know, it's probably not something good. It's probably not good for us. It might be good for Hollywood, but it's not it's certainly yeah. not good for People that use the internet on a daily basis. Yeah, we don't we don't no. need this kind of stuff. But here's the um, other thing too: be but, aware that what they like to do is they'll introduce this really extreme stuff, and people will outrage. And then instead of going the full extreme of this this insane craziness that they want to introduce, they'll then they'll then do like two percent of it, and people will be like, okay, well that's not so bad. And then a year later, they'll do another like one percent of it, and then they'll try yeah. again like four years from then. Then they'll do another five percent. And then within 15 years, they have accomplished 25% of what they want to do, which and is to make late. the internet. Yeah, then it's too late because we let these little incremental things happen. Well, okay, they don't want to put me to jail, but they'll find people for doing this. Okay. And it seems that yeah. seems right, but it's like there's there's things that are written in there that when combined with things that they want to put in later will make it this it, it'll get worse. overpowered sort of law. It's 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 a it's a serious problem and yeah, I just wanted yeah. to tell you guys about that we've been i was supposed to tell you about it last week but we got caught up in some things no i'm glad so thank you for allowing me to to you know also bring attention to that too because i, I, I was going to and i'm glad that you had it uh linked today so thanks for I, that. i appreciate you helping me articulate it sure. and uh you know uh help us spread the word i i think that's it for this week it's a little bit shorter than usual but i think i think it's the right time to sort of wrap this all up uh, i want to thank uh vinny for joining us from bind sauce if you like Vinny, if you like what he says, I do. I thought he was hilarious. Check out his stream. Uh, link is down below. Uh, check out his YouTube channel. The link is also down below. Just Google the word Vine Sauce and you'll you generally find yeah. anything you need to. Follow, 
follow him on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter for updates on the podcast, on the guests we might be having in the future, uh, all that sort of news. Uh, and, it, and it helps me out. It helps me spread the word on things that I want to say. And I'm, I'm kind of funny, I guess. Ask Caleb. Uh, follow me on Twitter if you want to see me. It's perfect. Adam and my Sonic Caleb, pictures. you need to stream League of Legends. And no. I say that because you dislike the game. And it's so funny to hear you just scream about it. You need to follow me on Twitter if you like pictures of cats and food. All right. Well, uh, thank, thank you guys again for joining me. Do you have Sherbert on there on your Twitter? <laughs> Sherbert! <laughs> Eggman! I do when I make get, Sherbert. Get, 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 get the Sherbert, Eggman. Get the Sherbert. <laughs> if this episode isn't titled Sherbert, I swear to God. Get the Sherbert! <laughs> Nobody's gonna watch the episode title shirt. Like, what the heck? Sherbert. It's a long story. One day I'll tell you guys, but uh, not tonight. I'll just let everyone scratch their heads. Thank you for having me on, and, and all of you guys were great, and and I really really enjoyed this. Always good to chat Zelda for a little while. All right. Yay! You were fantastic. Thanks Hope you can being. come back sometime. We Thanks. can chat more about Zelda. I will. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks again. This is episode forty-three. Yeah, forty-three. I yeah. think. Yeah. That's how old I'm going to be before the next Metroid comes out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. See you.